He is the way and the truth and the life. We have to die in order to live. Good morning, Father. Good morning, John Ray. How's it going? You know, it's uh, it's going good. This morning is kind of a weird morning. But it's a good morning. Uh, it matches our gospel. We were just kind of talking about that. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> the. Uh, I was reading the gospel for this past Sunday and this, you know, it doesn't happen often because, you know, Jesus is pretty straightforward with things, but I read through the gospel, um, you know, kind of early on in the week. Um, and I had no idea what Jesus was trying to say. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Dude, I was, you know, maybe this happens to a lot of people. You say often. that like you have an idea of what Jesus says in other gospels. I'm, I'm pretty. I, I most think of you the shoot time, from the hip most of the time. Most of the time, I could I could put a, a thumb on it. You know, I could get it in a ballpark area. But I read that gospel, and I, I almost I almost started off my homilies like, "Y'all, I read this gospel. I had no idea what I was <laughs> what I was reading. <laughs> uh, it was just a, it was just kind of a confusing." One for me, um, because I think I was reading it in a certain way, and I was like, "No, there's no way Jesus would be, you know, saying that." Uh, and what so, was I, he saying? So, so, for those who maybe didn't pay attention, or it's you know, it's Wednesday, so they don't remember what yeah. was the gospel. Yeah. So let me just let me read the gospel. Okay, it's thirteen verses. Stay with me. Jesus said to his disciples, "A rich man had a steward." who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do? Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do. I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. And to the first, he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of olive oil. He said to him, here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for 50. Then to another, the steward said, and how and you, how much do you owe? He replied, 100 cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here is your promissory note. Write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the ch children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you. Make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. 
All right, guys. Well, we look forward to seeing y'all this weekend at Mass. <laughs> oh, wait. That wasn't it? No. No, no sorry. It's 13 S- verses. So is Jesus saying that we should be dishonest with people and mismanage That's, funds? I and- mean, look, I prayed with that. I, I was doing a lot of research, um, and I was thinking, man, what in the world is going on? I do, um, for, my, for my homilies, typically, I pray with the readings, and then I go to the church fathers. The church fathers are the very first Christians. Like Father Brady and Father <laughs> Chester. and Father Chester, he preaches like a, you know, a lot of them preach like the first Christian. But uh, I read the church fathers and see what they have to say on it. They're the first Christians, the ones that kind of put the Bible together and interpreted scripture. Uh, and so I go to them and see what they have to say. And then after the church fathers, I typically go to St. Thomas Aquinas, who's kind of the greatest mind of all. Uh, typically, in I the think Catholic you say faith. that about a different saint every week. St. <laughs> Thomas is, is kind of universal. I may think that, but St. Thomas is universally recognized as that. I may think other saints are better uh, in certain areas, uh, but St. Thomas is universally known as probably the greatest mind. So what did the church fathers say about this gospel? I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I read them and I was like, what are they saying? <laughs> and I was, I, I, I kind of read it. And I, re- I was reading through the church fathers and maybe, you know, the day I was reading with them, I was just like, in a, my mind was in a haze because like I was reading them and I was like, very typically the church fathers. You celebrated too much because Spez won the homecoming game. That's I, what it was. Maybe that's what it was. I was just recovering <laughs> from my middle school <laughs> homecoming win. Uh, no, but usually the church fathers explain things very simply because ideally they're preaching to a bunch of illiterate people, people that had no idea how to read or write. And so their preaching is very simple and is actually very accessible to anyone. Um, But I was reading through them and I was like, man, I don't understand what they're saying because usually they will explain like images. So for them, they'll say like, oh, the olive oil that was forgiven, this represents that. Or the wheat that was forgiven, this represents that. And and it it fulfills in this. And so they're beautiful images, but nothing, nothing. I read through them. I was like, Lord of mercy. And then St. Thomas Aquinas. Don't you just love that? Like when you're, when you're looking for answers and you're looking for wisdom beyond yourself and Mm. like every stone you turn over is leaves you more confused than the stone before. Yeah. And, uh, and I was college career, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) my whole preaching career. Uh, so I was, I kind of read through them. I couldn't get anything. And then I started reading through modern commentaries, uh, modern, you have to be delicate with because some of them are good. Some of them not so good. Uh, so I started reading some modern commentaries that I know is solid. And I finally got to one that I was like, okay, I could understand this. It was uh, from Peter Kraft, who's actually a very popular speaker, uh, still in the world today. And I saw in our bulletin that we have him coming for that man is you. Um, he's one. He's going to be a speaker for. Is he coming or is I, he on the video? I don't know. Okay. I, uh, I, they have his image and yeah, they yeah. say, you know, uh, speakers for that man is you upcoming this year. And I saw Peter Kraft and I was like, man, that's a big name. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think TMIY is the video series, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think they highlight who's going to be part of that. That would make a that, whole lot more sense. Um, and, and maybe he's coming. I don't, we, we would have oh, to ask I'd, Look, I'd love to uh, have dinner with him. But so, so he's a brilliant model. Why don't we just bring him in? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just why call not? him up, get him a plane ticket. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's we're currently taking donations. To pay for- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. We scheduled him for three years in advance. Uh, and so I read through his commentary, and it actually made a I'm lot of sense. I'm reading his book right now, uh, Activated Disciple. Mm. It's really good. Um, yeah, it, it talks kind of what we talked about last week about just how you can't be passive in your relationship with God. Yeah. You have to be very intentional, and it's a dynamic relationship. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal speaker, and he he has a play on words a lot. So like he'll 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 play on words. He's a great writer, um, but I read through his commentary, and it was very helpful oh yeah we're talking about the confusing gospel i forgot where we were going with all this <laughs> yeah so and I, honestly i was uh kind of preparing my homily and then i was thinking about man for the the podcast should i tell him how like difficult this was like how many days it took me to kind of formulate it was like should i just talk about typically the homily writing process well, so I kind of worked it in so that's where we are yeah that's why that's that's exactly here's a sneak peek into the world of Father Poirier yeah. and homily preparation it's uh you're chipping away at things and so I was I never write a homily or I typically don't uh, in one day it's I kind of chip away at it uh, over time um, so I get if an you were confused here. last week when you read the gospel before coming to mass you're in good company so was Father Poirier <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the uh I was actually with a f- 